0: Legacy, Oldham County Public Library's oral history collection online. Today's episode features Virginia Shadeau, who was born in 1921, and Louise Marker, born in 1919. This audio was recorded on September 17, 1981. This is part two of their interview. September 17, 1981. This is Margaret Fishback, interviewer with the committee, the Oldham County Committee, and Louise Hurt-Marker and Virginia hurt Shadow We'll proceed with our discussion of the churches. Uh, there have been <coughs> three other churches since, uh, oh, I don't know when the Seventh-day Adventist, I guess when they came here 55 years ago or so, they probably had their church. Then there's an Assembly of God, uh, which is, uh, right on LaGrange Road, right in downtown Wee Valley, and the Wee Valley Baptist Temple is on Central Avenue at Old Floydsburg, I mean, uh, Ash, Ash Avenue at uh, Old Floydsburg Road. And I think that's probably all of them. Uh, we'd like to discuss the schools. First, the schools that were there when you were children. We'll start with you, Louise. Well, we lived right next door to the school, so uh, we never had an excuse to be late. And we came home every day for lunch. Was it a city school, a city? That no, was a county school. And what was the name of the school? Uh, Peary Valley School At eight grades. How many children were in your class when you were small? Do you have Do you have any recollection? And was it like ten or ten, oh, probably? Uh huh. Each class. Mm -hmm. How many rooms? Did you have a room for each class or? At one time we had three rooms but um, I really don't remember them ever using the one room except as a catch-all. So uh, there were two teachers when I went to school there and one had the first four grades and the other one uh, is 6th, 7th, and 8th. Do you remember who the teachers were? Oh yeah, Tommy West uh, was uh, 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, and then uh, Elizabeth Briggs um, was first grade, and then my first grade teacher was uh, Margaret Heitzman, who later married um, Freddie Hayes, and she was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, there were, you said, uh, uh, maybe about 10 children to a, was that to a grade or to the whole room with four grades in it? Oh, no, well, about 10 to a grade. Mm -hmm. there would have been about maybe 35 or 40 children in the room at one time. How did that work for you? Well, I don't guess I'm a shining example of a school, but I liked it. (laughs) Well, I think when the older, when the other classes, uh, you know, when they would have their classwork, you were supposed to be doing your homework. Mm -hmm. And they say that many times it's an advantage to be in a room because you can kind of grasp what the others are doing and I don't know if they could help me <laughs> particularly. But um, now I just went six years over there and they were closing down and then I went to Crestwood in um, the 7th and 8th grade, but Sis and Bill both went over there the full eight We graduated. He graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Haley. And then where did you go? Crestwood. To the high school mm-hmm. in Crestwood. Mm-hmm. There was another an old interesting building on um, Tulip Avenue which the fellow who built um, the old sweet shop that we had down there had also built this store building on his property. And Sis you can tell him about the monkeys that he had. He had a grocery store and he had two monkeys and every once in a while the monkeys would get out and when they tried to catch him. If they got into the store, it was just canned goods <laughs> and lamp chimneys and everything. Off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> off the shelf. <laughs> what other schools were in Pee Wee Valley then and then now? Uh, there was a colored school there, and uh, I, I guess they had 8th grades there for a while, but, uh, yeah, and then they came to LaGrange. Or maybe a ninth grade and after that they went over they had to go to Lincoln Ridge. And you know any of the teachers in that school? The School for the College. We did. I can't think of her oh, name. I Irma. There. I remember one of them's name was Irma but I don't know. Okay. She, I was she was a lovely teacher. Grace Potts. Grace Potts. I don't, I don't know remember her. her. I don't remember her. Uh-uh. E-R-M-A. But I understood she was so well qualified, a lot more so than a lot of teachers in the county at that time. What about the Catholic school? What did they have there for that? They had, uh, I suppose, eighth Mm -hmm. grades. I don't know how And it has been there, how long? Twenties? They had a convent. Do they still have the convent there? No. No. No, no, no. Well didn't they have a convent there? Weren't they the teacher? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Was the school located where it is now? Uh no. well no, the school was over oh. in the building where the nuns resided. And they had there was a boarding school. And um Was it It for girls and boys both, or just for girls? Mm -hmm. No, it was for for both. both. I don't know that they had any boys staying there, though. Do you remember that? I think just the girls. And um, in the summer, it was a place where girls came from Louisville. Working girls came to spend their vacations, either eight- or ten-day vacation in Peavey Valley. And there was another place called um, Rest Cottage or Jenny Cassidy uh, is out. Um, Rest Cottage Lane. Rest Cottage Lane, yeah. And I think much of this was funded by um, uh, Bacon. I don't know what his first name is from Bacons, you know. From working girls. Ken to Miss Mamie. Jay Bacon, no. Kendall, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jay Bacon was mm-hmm. Maybe it was Jay Bacon. And a lot of it, he had had started this tradition. And I still meet people and they say, where are you from? And I'll say Peavey Valley. And they'll say, oh, I used to come out there for my vacation. (laughs) (laughs) When did your grandfather discontinue his um, blacksmith shop? Do you remember? 37, probably. Or maybe about 35. He'd had a stroke. And, so uh, it wasn't because of lack of business, but because he became ill? Well, there he were not that many horses, not that much wagon work, but he did so many other things, made so, uh, for instance, he would make mother panhandles and, you know, all kinds of tools that, uh, as I said earlier, we didn't know that they were handmade until another blacksmith had told us within the past year that they were handmade. Do you remember about the decision to open the uh, car agency? He did sell cars, didn't he? Your father? Uh-huh. No, I don't remember any decisions. Um, you don't remember uh, that they discussed it or anything? Mm-hmm. I remember when he had the cars, but... Uh, Hurt, was the Hurt Motor, mm-hmm. Hurt Motor Company? Hurt Well, did he have the garage at the same time he had the cars? or yes. did he, mm-hmm. he had sales on a garage uh-huh. at the same mm-hmm. time. The garage and the blacksmith shop and the cars all at one It was time. all at one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one year, uh, around Christmas time, I had scarlet fever, and I was in bed. And I don't remember who the man was, but I remember him coming to the house and buying a car for Miss Maude Johnson. At Oh. Fordsburg. What makes cars? A the sell it? Was a Ford. Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, that car still running today. <laughs> Is that the one Jay Coombs had? Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess it's still running today. It was just a few years ago. Well, how did your did your father learn to be a mechanic, or did he hire someone to do the mechanical work? He hired work? somebody. He didn't do it. He had two men there. Well, he the the he had the men though, I think he did. He just lowered it because he so. needed to, uh-huh. is that right? Yeah, he had uh-huh. Bill Chandler and Morris Morgan. Was that the yeah. first motor company? Mm-hmm. One of the first in the county, I imagine. The only ones that ever been in Peewee mm-hmm. in the city. Was it started in the 20s? I would say so. Probably. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it coexisted with the blacksmith shop. Well, of course, the blacksmith shop he was sort of was was slowing down by that time, uh-huh, yeah. and he wasn't needing as mm-hmm. much room. Yeah. And your brother grew up in in there, didn't he? He sure did. He's such a fine and mechanic. He's, and he's still there, and he has. Uh, he he doesn't he doesn't sell. Did he ever sell cars no, himself? No. Uh-uh. When we were discussing the uh, convent that was a boarding school, uh, we didn't talk about the name or any of the background. So, what can you tell me about that? Well, it was uh, what was the name? Oh, of Mount Mercy. Mount Mercy. Mm-hmm. And at one time, Annie Fellows Johnston had lived there, and I'm not sure whether she lived with her cousin. Hallie or whether they owned the place, but Miss Mamie and uh, and Fellows both had lived there at one time before the sisters, before first Miss Forey Powers and then Mount, then it became Mount Mercy in the 20s I would say, probably late 20s. Um, On July the 4th in 1912 they had a quite a fire down at Pee Wee in the telephone office and at that time my mother was the operator up there and when they somebody yelled fire um, she immediately grabbed the books and locked them in the safe and uh, I think they thought she was going to run down the stairs but she didn't Um, that was already blocked off so she stayed there and until she got all the alarms turned in. Uh, and then she climbed out the window and climbed down the telephone pole. <laughs> there was a big write-up in the telephone bulletin at that time, and a couple of years ago a man from the telephone company said that he would like to borrow one for their archives. They didn't even have a copy of it. <laughs> so. We're glad for him to use it. Uh, would you like to tell us about the Confederate home, Jim? Well, you mean as I remembered or even before that? Whatever you know about it. It doesn't have to just be your well, recollection. it was called, um, wasn't it Confederate Inn or Villa Ridge Inn? Villa Inn, and it was a, a summer place for <laughs> rich Louisville people to come out to the country to stay and the, you cannot imagine the size of it. I ran across a picture just last week again and uh, that one burned in about 1920 and they had rebuilt it which was, they did not build it as big as uh, the first one was and I don't remember how many soldiers it did house, but it was there until about 34, 35, and they had only six, eight or possibly 10 vets left and they sent them to Pee Wee Hospital where they stayed until they had died. And they had, what I remember is they had two water tanks out there, and their water supply came from O'Bannon. And uh, they had one metal tank and one wooden water tank, and I often wondered how that wooden water tank (laughs) held water. But the metal one is over on the uh, grounds of Kentucky State uh, Reformatory for Women. I don't think it's called that, but anyway that's where it is and during the 37 flood, there were 200 uh, Negro refu- refugees from Louisville were housed up there. And one of our fond memories was uh, a Wednesday night movie which was free to everybody in the neighborhood. They gave this for the soldiers, but all of the kids in the neighborhood would get to see a free movie and that was a real treat for country Well, there are very many soldiers there. Do you remember? Uh, 40, 50? I I don't remember but some of them some of them were really outstanding. One uh, we were really particularly close to was Uncle Tom Laws but they said by the time I came along his reflexes weren't too good and the doctor told mother he better not be pushing me in baby carriage because he might push me in front of a car. (laughs) But anyway, Sis and Bill grew to love him just dearly. That was before the days that you had paid babysitters and he was our babysitter, I guess. Was he a what? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. L-A-W-S? Mm-hmm. I don't believe they had any colored soldiers up there. Okay. They didn't have we any had colored soldiers. in the war though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they did up there, but they had two of the best colored nurses up there. One was Lily Sutton and the other one was her daughter, Willie and they both nursed up there and now Willie is still living. She lives in Louisville, but her mother is not. And Mr. McFarland, A.S. McFarlane, was the superintendent at the time. And they had old cannons up there. And during the World War II, you know, they wanted everything for scrap metal. So, boy, the cannons went away and... We lost them off our courthouse lawn at that yeah, time, too. Yeah, right. As, uh, when we were children, though, we used to go up to entertain the old soldiers, you know, and Jim could dance, and we'd go up and put up little skits on for them. And uh, really had Sing a, song, had a good just time. do anything for them. They just loved company. They were, well, they, they were all, of course, they were men. Did they have their wives with them, or were they oh. permitted to? A lot of them, I don't know that any of the family ever came to see some of them. And that's the sad part of it. Are there? Are most of them buried in that Confederate cemetery? I don't know that most of them are, but there are a lot of them. But you know, we can remember when they would ship them out on the trains. Oh, yes, back to their After home. they died, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 When did they tear down the depot down there in Wee? Do you all remember about that? Is it that late? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little, a little like they said fifty, a, I think. Just stuck out in the road. It too was over fifty. Was I, a I would say fifty-two or three, mm-hmm. probably. And I think that building had a, a basement under the whole thing. Used to be a butcher shop in that basement. Crestwood is gone. But it wasn't nearly as pretty as I, ours. This was, was, a, was a brick, brick one. It was it was an mm-hmm. was I've seen pictures of, of the one in Pee Wee with the women out on the platform in their big hats and long dresses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really pretty. Well, Louise, uh, tell us about uh, who you married and and about your family. We'd like to hear about that. Well, I married uh, Louis Marker um, September twentieth, 1943, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And we have three children and three grandchildren, and my husband died uh, in 68. What are your children's names? Um, my oldest daughter, Virginia, is married to Gary Chisholm from the and I have a daughter, Mary Ann, and then we have a, a son um, who came from Korea, and his name is John. How old was John when he came to you? He was eight. 26 now. Yeah. Jen, tell us about who you married and well, about your family. after the, or about the time the Illinois, uh, what am I trying to say, streetcars, <laughs> trolley cars. Were discontinued. Uh, after, about the time they were uh, being discontinued my husband had two uncles that started a bus line here in the county from LaBrange to Louisville and they started out in a, one or two cars, you know, taking a load in in the morning, bring them out in the afternoon. And then he came here on a visit, just a visit with one of them and never did go back to his home in Illinois. <laughs> and we were married in 1944. We have three children, Carol who married Dave Goodrich from St. Matthews, and they're building a house right around the corner from us, which they'll move into within probably two weeks. And then Bill is um, living out Glenarm Road, uh, has been there for about a year on a horse farm, which is, is his thing. And Ann, our youngest daughter, is in um, Butler University in Indianapolis. Uh, majoring in um, working on her master's degree in dance classical ballet i knew that anne was a dancer Mm -hmm. uh jim you were telling us about your family now uh you told us about your children how many grandchildren um carol and dave have a boy and a girl that's it (laughs) that's it Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there something else you wanted to tell me about uh, a prior school to your memory? Uh, Miss Fanny Craig had a, a private school in a cottage on her uh, place. Um, they had a beautiful home on um, Central Avenue, and um, there was a, a cottage, and she had a um, private school back there. Then, uh, before that, there was um a college for girls over on Ash Avenue. Well, Ken Hayes lives in the the place now, but it burned. Who operated? Do you know? I don't know. I know uh, uh, Louise Clellan, who was my first Sunday school teacher, was a teacher there. Music teacher, I believe wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that school. At but that it school. burned before you were born. Before yes, before I could remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know the year. And then. Uh, on the same street, there was um what they called Green Haven Institute, which was uh, for um, afflicted children, handicapped children, and it was run by Mr. and Mrs. Green. But I, I where did they get their money? Was it uh, uh, was it a charity or no? But I know that a lot of children or some of the children he kept there that he never received any pay for them at all. He did that just out of the goodness mm-hmm. of his heart. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to mention a few of the people that have influenced my life. I guess Miss um, Fanny Craig was, was one of the first. We would go there from school, um, and she would read to us. Often, she came to school and would, would tell stories um, to all the children. But then we had this special privilege because we lived not too far from her that we would go over there two or three days a week and she would read to us. And if something happened, we stayed out and played and didn't go, she'd call mother and she said, now, I don't want you to make them come, but I just wondered if they were all right. Then um, Ms. Joy, my music teacher, was um, one of the Matthews who lived in Wee for years and years, and um, she gave me lessons run off a long time and I'm sorry I didn't practice more at the time. And uh, Frank Gatchell was one of our Sunday School teachers and a a great guy. Miss Bessie Smith lived up the street from us. She was the only lady that I ever knew that would let you eat egg kisses. We call them meringues now, but in bed we'd go out and spend the night. (laughs) Popcorn, crackers, (laughs) anything (laughs) went.
1: And then but there was she was Ms. a wonderful,
0: warm person. And there was Ms. Grundy, our Sunday school teacher. And uh, when she was 90 years old, she had locked herself out of the house. And she went in on the back porch, opened the window, uh, got up on a chair, climbed through the window, into the kitchen sink, and <laughs> <in> down. <laughs> maybe you think she she was remember. from out around Lebanon, Kentucky mm-hmm. and she was the greatest storyteller i ever heard and she would tell stories about the hill people out there and it's just too bad that we didn't have recorders then mm-hmm. It just lost an awful lot. Did you have a central place where you could meet for community things or was that strictly based around the church or, or a the church school? And and a church and the school. The school. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you put on programs at school? Or oh yeah mm-hmm. school? and a lot of times we'd take our programs to Duke Hall which was up at the Confederate home. So the soldiers could see it too. And they had a stage up there. We didn't have a stage at mm-hmm. school but they, they also had a, had a balcony. <laughs> you <laughs> said the hill people Mm-hmm. The people by the name of Hill? No. People that lived in the, hills. in the hills. Well, I'm reading Washington County history right now. Okay. And it tells about people by the name of Hill. Oh, well, the first name I asked was Grundy. Grundy. Mm-hmm. Grundy. Grundy. Uh-huh. Grundy. and G R U N D Y. G R U N D Y. Yes, it was the Felix Grundy that played a great big part in the settlement mm-hmm. there. Her husband was blind. Has, has your quality of life changed much in Pee Wee Valley now from what it was when you were children growing up? I'm afraid it has. In what way? I, I think the the kids miss so much. They really do. They might have television and all that, but the communication that we've had with all these older people, there's I don't know, you can't get it. You can't get it in a book. You can't get it on television. You just can't get it. It just rubs off. Philosophy of life. it Can but either of you like to discuss your philosophy of life? It makes for a happy life and a, it's a successful life. Well, I think doing what you think is right and. Um, Just being the best Christian you can be, and what would you consider to be right with respect to other people? To treat other people the way I would like to be treated. According to the Golden Mm -hmm. Rule, these ladies certainly do that. When I worked on the bookmobile, they they brought me food and they brought me drink and they they always came by with a smile and a visit. And um, uh, I had iced tea, and I had homemade cookies. And uh, I had, uh, if Jen went somewhere, she would bring me a a Sunday or a soda along on her way home. And uh, they both always baked these lovely Christmas cookies and brought them to me, you know. And they certainly practiced that, I, I can say that. But I know every time you do something for somebody, You're the one that that really gets the reward for it. Homemade jelly. I got homemade jelly. You didn't get her philosophy. No, I didn't, Louise. (laughs) I just guess living with people and and sharing your experiences and um, If they share theirs with you, I don't think you could ask for much more. Thank you very much. episode of legacy oldham county public library's oral history collection online we hope you enjoyed it if you have any other questions please feel free to visit us at www.oldhampl.org